The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. You! We're ready. We're yeah. live. It's happening. We're on. Game on. What's How's it going, happening? Warren? It's going great, Lane. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. I know, I can tell. You got your uh, <laughs> little Sperry's on today, or what do you got? No, I have, um, ah, you'd be... You'd be happy to know I got little uh, Christmas shit. slippers. I got I got little Christmas slippers. On. Whoa! Oh. Those well, you might rock. forget that I saw you earlier today. Oh, you were yeah. wearing those yeah. outside. outside. <laughs> yeah, were hey, you, you know, um, helping Santa building some toys or what was going on? Uh, um, no, Santa gave them to me though. So, oh, for nice. those listening and not viewing what we're seeing, is there a way to describe these things? Um, simple, they're a tartan. Uh, they're like a red. Red and black tartan, a uh, soft red Christmas slipper, slipper with like a holiday Christmas slipper. No, no like tread on the bottom or anything like that. No it's structure either. Heavy. Yeah, it's just like a sock on the inside to make yes. it super luxurious. Even though they're probably like eight dollars. Yeah, I think they're pretty cheap. My <laughs> uh, describing my daughter super luxurious. My daughter Phoebe um, picked them out for me for my birthday. Nice. Oh, Christmas birthday. Well, my birthday was last last week, so yeah. I know, but you said Santa got them for you. No, he didn't really. I was okay. Lying. Here we go. I'm a lot truth. Hey, one time I bought slippers. They were kind of the cholo style slippers at the flea market. Mm-hmm. You know the slides. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the color was. Uh, anyone want to guess? Bonus trivia. What was the color? Oh. They were light light gray. But what do they call them? Oh, stone. Oh, no. Good guess. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, jail Anyone? cell, Holmes. <laughs> jail bar. Jail bar. <laughs> jail bar. Close, close. Shit. Shiv gray. What? Shiv gray. Div? Shiv. Like instead of dove? No, S H I V. Oh, shiv. Shiv oh, gray. Shiv yeah. gray. That would have been really sweet. No, they were just bright. Whoa. <laughs> oh, okay. Bright. <laughs> It must have been yeah. a box of them from China. What colors? Yeah, they're bright. I don't they know. They had they had dark and brights, dude. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> dark and there bright. You go. Yeah. You so bright I, I rocked those for a long time. They were great. Yeah, but, that's cool. Uh, they held up. Yeah, yeah, they held up. They're kind of that corduroyish. I don't know what you. Yeah, I have some it. really nice uh, little sl- slipper mittens uh, somewhere. <laughs> I just need to pull mittens. them out of my closet. Oh, I know which ones. The ones that individual toe slots. Oh, is that what you no. mean? What do you mean what, when you say slipper mittens? What the hell do you mean, Lane? I just mean little mittens for my feet, dude. Mittens like the ones feet. he has now. <laughs> but do they have individual No, they don't have independent toes. You got some but they're really nice video, ones. Man. They're like I want to say Wait, are they the roof ones, Lane? The ones that roof made? Um like the sway or velour. No, but that <laughs> sounds oh. awesome, dude. <laughs> um no, but they're a really nice fabric and, you know, really high quality. Maybe they're uh, texting slippers. The toes are out, cut out, oh, and they, you can see the toes. Can text. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's a good idea. I know. A, orangutan texting. Are those you like, always need a toe like, free. Uh, for driving uh, enthusiasts, uh-huh. if you really want that pedal feel, you get your, mm. yeah, heel your and toe. toes there. Yeah. 
I, I'm just envisioning like wrapping my toes over the top of the gas pedal, and that doesn't seem like it would be very effective. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm not able to feel the pedal. I um, could not do that. So I actually I'm in, I'm in need of some slippers. I've I should have bought them day one of COVID quarantine life yeah. because. I'm constantly walking around in socks and I will occasionally go outside and I'm ripping holes in all my socks. You don't have any slippers? Oh, dude. No, I actually you need to get some like LL beans I, or something, dude. What's that? What about uh what about the Hawaiian style, which is slippa? And those are just uh no, flip flops. I'm not mm. wearing flip I'm uh, no. <laughs> yeah, but in the winter you want some like you want some you want to provide some heat. Well, dude, and right? I I, I yeah. want to wear socks, and so I don't want to throw sandals on with socks and run into a weird situation like in between, right, with the toes. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the problem. Is all yeah. slipper designs kind of suck. You gotta, they're all kind of lame. I mean, so, I basically, I mean, I have my my Vans slip-ons, which are basically yeah, no, the no, same no. thing, but I just find myself running around in socks for some reason. Instead, of, we're trying uh, to not wear shoes in the house. And dude, yeah, I, is your I wife feel like listening if, right now? I feel like if you're wearing socks, then van slip-ons work fine if you're going outside. I, yeah. It's more of a, for me, it's like I want to wear slippers when I'm not wearing socks. Mm. Yeah. Because it's hard, like you get out of bed, you don't even want to put socks on. You just yeah. slip on your little slippers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we I got should, acorns. Uh, I, I got I, acorns. I'd I'm not sponsored by the podcast, acorn. but uh, acorn. Let's throw Check out some. Out. I'd be interested in your recommendations via text message if you guys oh, want okay. to throw out Bright what you got. at the flea market. <laughs> <laughs> Check those out. Send me a link to their website, Wham. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. You'll need a translator, but it works pretty well. All right. Uh, welcome to the Driving Well Out Some Podcast. My name is Warren. Let's I'm Wayne. I'm Art. I'm Brian. This is a Thursday edition. Are you guys ready to answer some questions, listener questions on the old Instagram? Let's yeah, dude. I just, like, I just stretched even. I know. What, ah, what did you stretch? Right. I'm ready for these questions. What, no, stretched what, did, what did you stretch? To get uh, ready? My neck. Your neck. I got to limber up. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try that too. <laughs> See if it helps. <laughs> Kegel exercises. Yeah, it does feel Kegel. like it Let's <laughs> get those brain waves going. <laughs> All right. Bobby Reed with the cars. First question here. He says, congratulations. You've won a free kit car. Any kit car of your choosing, which do you choose? Now Obviously Night Rider. <laughs> oh, that's not really uh, a kit, is it? Double T. Double T. kit. One T. <laughs> I wasn't even onto that. I thought you were like talking about a Pontiac turning it into a kit. Mm. Um, it's a good question. A, first question here is, uh, does a Beck constitute a kit car yeah. i think so it does yeah uh you don't oh, build shit. it yourself i guess no you can you don't you can it's not you can, can. build it you yourself can. yeah it's yeah. more of a Just replica like a, rather than a kit car right that's a good right. question dude it's what based is a, on a different car is a cobra what? kit car a kit car is a cobra kit car yes Absolutely. definitely those are kit cars then like a beck is too car. yeah so you order yeah. i always thought you bought a beck assembled so you could buy it you could buy it as a just a shell and the part, and you could build it yourself, or okay. you could buy right. it fully assembled. Same with Factory Five Cobras yeah. and their other cars. Yeah, you can have them. Or I don't know if they'll yeah, they'll build them, but you can also go there and build one with them. Mm -hmm. uh, which yeah, is what, I mean, I yeah, and I feel like that's like absolutely like everybody understands that about the Factory Five stuff, and most people I think do the build your own. I just feel like there isn't that sort of. Uh, Understanding broadly about the Beck, the Beck, Beck seems easier. I mean, really, yeah. it's it does, just a yeah. more simplistic I mean, it's basically car. Like it would be delivered. 
I it's would, a chassis I, I with a body on it. It's like a right, like the know. body is already on the steel tube bolts, frame, right? It's just and bolted so it's on mostly there. just yeah. bolting the drivetrain in yeah. to complete a back, probably. Yeah. And then all the details would be the probably the hardest part, you know, getting everything yeah. situated, good seats and steering yeah. wheel and stuff. But so, Dude, yeah, so I valid answer, I guess we've covered. I really, yeah. really wanted to choose like one of those crazy one-offs. Like it's like it's not based on anything else. Like an Ultima GTR. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's a cool one. Um, but kind of nerdy, but I really but wanted, that's a it's that's different. a real performance car, though, right? It's pretty I mean, legit. That, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like it's, one of the fastest cars in the world. Yeah, I that thing is legit. legit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the real answer for me, though, is a Caterham. Yeah, I would love to build a Caterham and and actually own and drive that thing. That seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be very cool. I'm going GT40. Okay. Oh, yeah. Go all in, huh? That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. I think not Crazy. a lot of people think of that one, but it's like you can buy them as kits, and yeah, uh, it just seems. I mean, it's so rad, right? Mid-engine, yeah. American muscle, like, like they're wild. the The way they look is just like amazing, right? And and um, you, you don't see them every day. Way cooler than those are so much better in person, I think, because they're so they're so low and they're a little smaller than they they photograph. Dude. But I mean, I think they photograph photo, big. Photograph, uh, you know, they're very photogenic. Those cars too. I know they are, but I think they look like beefy muscle cars. And when you get next to one, they're a lot more sleek. Hey, Warren, check this out. Forty inches tall. That's Whoa, true. Bro, so low. Um, they also make the Daytona Coupe. Yeah. Um, yep. Factory Five or yeah. Superformance, one of the two. Cool. I think both. Maybe. Maybe both. Um, yeah. What about something more? Uh, uh, like Caterham style, um, how about a 959 kit car? That's like, a thing. Oh, that on was... a VW Bug? <laughs> those are always really good. good. Yeah, oh, those nice. are good. How about this one? Perfect. Janetta G4. Oh. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. super those are cool. cool. How about Tiny. this one? Yeah, those are cool. AutoZam F40. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not a kit car. It's just a body it, kit. I know, because you have the whole, car. yeah. I'm down. So is a Persang? That's not a kit car. That's just a full-on dialed yeah. replica. replica. Like, and they, well, you don't build it to yourself because that's like, yeah. Okay. That's a yeah not total valid. piece of yeah. art. Yeah. Um, I think those are all good answers. I can't well, think of many yeah, others, lame. though. There's think, not that many kit cars. So like, a lot of the kit cars that I think of are like the shittiest. Those like, it's like sports car. It's like, check out this like sports car built on a Pinto chassis I've in the 80s. They had a lot of these kit cars like that, right? The 917, right, comes to mind, which is like really weird. It's like, it's like, it's bent. Like, it, what's like, that one called? I forget what it's called, but it, it's a, it's a 917 one and it's based oh, on, it's yeah. on a VW, but the, it's bent like this. Like the rear is actually oh, curved yeah. up. It looks cartoony. It's really ugly. I don't like what were it. you going to say, Brian? I've got one that I think works for Lane, but I, I'm not even, I'm not 100% positive it's a kit car that exists, but I think you can build, um, see if I can find it. or doesn't Jay Lamb have one? A D-Type? 904 oh, out of a 914? No, a Jaguar. Jaguar, either an XKE or, or I mean, it's an XKS a he has a D-Type, XKSS. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a replica. That yeah. would be a good one for you, Lane. I think you like yeah, Jaguars. That is very cool. And those are, those go... Those go almost to that Persang level. Right. Yeah. But it is that's a kit a car, right? Different thing. Yeah. I'm I, not certain about that. But I don't know. I mean, I I would imagine you can get it as a kit car, you know, but a lot of these like I know Jay's was built in Poland and shipped uh, over as a complete car. And did you drive it, Lane? I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it 
It was oh, if it had so a three fifty mil wheel, it would be awesome because the wheel was too big God. to fit in. Um, terrible. But right hand, and it was right hand drive, so Warren's out. But uh, out. really good uh, inline six cylinder Jaguar engine and a, a Getrig, I think it's a Getrig, right? Six speed manual out of a E forty six M three. Dang. So shifted, cool. awesome it's, dude. And it, that's that's a rad car. I like four wheel like disc choice, brakes Brian. and stuff too, or what? Uh I, I'm not sure about that, but uh, it was super dialed. Um, that would be an awesome car. And those go a step beyond like your typical Beck Spider or something because that's a full aluminum body and, you know, all hand handmade and stuff. Um, um, Brian, one. you're forgetting the ultimate Brian kit car. Myers Manx, right? Myers Manx. Oh, it's a good so one. good. It's a really, really good one. I mean, but that's dude, the Beck Spider. Compared to a GT40, of... there's a lot of these ones that I would love. I would love a Caterham. I would love a D-Type. I would love yeah. uh, Myers-Manx, but uh, you can't compare a Myers-Manx to a GT40. A GT40 would be such a riot. Yeah, it would. All right. Until How about what's the, one with, what's the one that's supposed to look like a Mercedes SSK? Oh, oh God, Excalibur? You know that gross? Yeah, th- yeah, yeah. Excalibur, <laughs> just punch it right in the face. So Excalibur horse. is interesting because I have these old, um, <laughs> uh, like, uh, basically home-built sports cars of from the u.s from back in the heyday of like 50s 50s that and better 60s. not be in there for sports cars i'll tell it you is. that right now they, excalibur was a name and i'm pretty sure it's the same exact company uh they they actually did pretty well building uh sports cars that raced in scca unfortunately somehow the Excalibur that everybody can picture is this totally lame streetcar that's ridiculously ugly. Um, <laughs> I, but I think it is, and uh, hopefully there's more knowledgeable people listening to this than I am and can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the same company. And somehow, uh, uh, and maybe maybe it, it's jumping on something that was kind of common back in the day, which is you try to build a car for racing, uh, and it was like a lot of homebrew stuff from Europe and the U.S., um, that's a money losing thing. A few people would try to bridge the gap over to selling production cars, um, and uh, most failed. Uh, this could have been their uh, their attempt at like you know getting some volume for street cars that would help fund the racing program. Sell on Monday, race on Sunday. Or yeah, yeah. How was that? Oh, you know what's around on the Lister Bell, the Stratus. Oh yeah, Stratos. Oh. There's one. It's called. There's a hawk. I think it's called a hawk. Something. There's a hawk. Yeah, yeah, that one too. Those are rad. Yeah, is that that's a, a cool one. Pre-built or a kit car? Kit car. A kit car. Okay. Because yeah. I believe they, they don't provide the engine. It's like one of those. How about this kit car? Know. Random one. Palatov, like the DP one. Oh or yeah, whatever. I've seen those. Yeah, those are rad. Yeah, they do like the motorcycle engines and everything. How about this one? Exoset. Yeah. Oh yeah, or, that's a beautiful, uh, yeah. beautiful looking vehicle. What a beauty! Ariel Adam. I don't know if that's a kit. No, Ariel is a, a straight up car, right? Oh, yeah. Although they do, I, feel I think like, when you get them here, they ship it engine separate. Yeah, and you have to put mm. it together, which makes it a kit car. Like, but, I think yeah, most of these in spirit are really not, but it's like technically they are. Just to, it's the loophole that allows them to yeah. sell. Um, yeah. So yeah, you have to do some assembly yourself, but. But but Factory Five is like that's a whole program. Like that's clearly like part of the comes with a binder, is, and they yeah. ship you all the screws. And and, <laughs> and that's part of it. The experience is building it yourself. And you know. yeah, 
fucking it up and then getting frustrated. Super and, frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Wearing uh, all I, your goodwill. I helped someone build family. one. It was so, so gnarly. All right. Gus and cars says, it's not a question. He has an exclamation at the end. So I'll read it like that. <laughs> what has happened to 996 GT3 prices? Are what they high? Happened? I don't know. I, I haven't been paying attention. Know? I don't know. Um, they were at a nice little spot for a while. They were it seemed like cheap. we were waiting for them to like skyrocket. Yeah, I'm I think if you just, you've just if you just bought them all when they were fifty grand, bought as many as you could and put them in a warehouse, you would have been doing okay today. Yeah, today is my guess. Yeah, I and mean it's it makes sense, right? I mean yeah. it's it's a it's a it's an incredible package of a car. It's like yeah. perfect. Yeah, so, and um, it, it's been mentioned on our podcast before. Like that, if you can afford this, this would be a great car that you could use on rallies. You could use every day. And is no question going to appreciate, and it's going to be pretty darn reliable. Yep. It's the only and last of the full analog that you yeah, it's full analog, and it's the nine nine six chassis, which is amazing. Uh, but you get the real motor that you don't Matt's have to worry engine, about. Yeah. It's it's like basically like the only well, no, the turbo too, but yeah, also another good buy. Um, but it's so raw, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's he's asking because. Uh, we have a picture right. of a GT3 on this post oh, on Instagram. Right. Yeah. So that's Naveed's car. Has anyone ever eaten with Naveed? No. Several times, dude. Oh, lazy. <laughs> is that all too. that it's advertised to be? Is it dude, a lot of hype? Pretty epic. <laughs> like he He's eats good at and eating. then he talks and then he eats again. Dang. Whoa. Pretty cool. Dang. Yeah. It's nice. All right. Speaking of nice, we got Niceberg Slim here. Nissan in the 90s made plenty of sports cars. The 240, the 180SX, Pulsar GTI-R, 300ZX, R32, R34 Skyline, Sylvia S15. Will we see that from any other automaker again? Can I call shenanigans on the second one that he had listed? Can you yeah. read that again, Pulsar? Please? No. 180SX? No, the 180SX. The Pulsar GTI-R is an insane, like, homologation special, actually. That's, That's actually a cool car, really yeah. Sick, and we never got it. But we but didn't get half of those cars right. either. Like, Skyline, yeah. Skyline Wait, either. Why are you calling shenanigans on 180 like, That's not a sports car, right? Uh, why not? It's a little economy car. with. No, no, no. The 180SX is is what we got as a 240SX, but with a rad motor, with a dual overhead cam you, uh, turbo. But he already engine. said 240SX. Right. I, no, um, I think the 180 is a different car altogether. No, that's a 180SX. 180SX is a JDM 240SX. Yeah, it's with the a, same as a 240. With a 1.8 liter turbo. Um, but, okay. but, but he I'll put that two, car. but that's like the same model. Twice, that's what I was thinking. I thought those were shenan- shenanigans were because it was redundant, but not because it's not a cool car. Like Those are rad. Um, we got yeah. gypped on the 240s here. We got the slow little truck motor one. And not the cool front end and all kinds of cool mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Uh, so is what, was so the they had like... How many will we cars? see? Will we see this from another automaker again? I don't think I we don't will. Think so, <laughs> no. I think the closest is like the, the. I think the Korean companies are are now sort of like trying to fill that niche and trying to be like relevant. Um, but I don't know. Outside of them, I can't imagine anyone doing it anymore. And any anything like niche, like Lotus or something. I mean, they're already they're not gonna, kind of just doing that. And I mean, not dude, have that you could wide set of models. So, so I would say that uh, Toyota could get there toyota right now has the yaris um gr and they have the gt86 and they have the supra that's as, that's as close as, as we're gonna get i think i know but yeah. the, and then they might have they could make like a little uh do they have anything else corolla maybe they'll bring back the celica 
doubt it. So I don't think they will. That's where the that's the GT eighty six. The Yaris, so like, yeah. the, the GR GR is like a really limited production car too, right? So like, it's not like we're a not gonna wide. I know, but he was throwing out GTRs and stuff. So I mean, such as Niceberg. I think the those days have passed. And I'm ship has sailed. I appreciate this question. I'm. Hadn't really thought about that before, but uh, as as Nissan as a leader in that sort of area, but it's cool. I mean, there was definitely a heyday for Nissan, and and. Um, uh, but Toyota made the MR2, the Supra, Celica, the Celica. like a, a lot of companies made a lot of cool. Sports it, cars. And it was kind of just during that same era, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even La Porsche made the 928, 968, 911. Chevy had, um, the, you know, GM, I should say. They had a bunch of little sports cars and such. Yeah, like a Cyclone. Even Dodge. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it'll happen again. I think we're just getting too uh, too penny-pinched. Well, I think the county. sports cars are way more, even more, like, boutique than they yeah. were before, you know, That's small. It and it's more like there's variations of SUVs now. You know, there's, like, how many yeah. how many SUVs does BMW make, for example? Right. Um so they've kind of like swapped what they're what they're making more models of. We're Mr. the minority, Propane's. man. We are the minority. Mr. Propane says, "What's the best sub two thousand dollar beater, and why is it a '96 Toyota Camry LE with multiple broken door handles and a dent in the rear bumper?" It's so, pretty solid. What about one. a Crown Vic? Thousand. Oh. Crown Vic Ugh. is '96 the second or that that good gen that. 92 that started in 92. Yeah. That's yeah. A, I like those are good looking cars. Yeah, it's no, a nice 90, round design. Yeah, the 96 is the more wedgie. I think 98 or 99 is when they changed to the the other one the, with the really the wedgie thin, style? thin rear taillight. <laughs> I love we're going to try to talk about uh different body styles of <laughs> of cameras. Dude, but, that well, second oh, so it is the I'm good down. one. 96 is the good the yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah. So it, the, it looks like a Lexus bubble. LS and stuff. That Bubble that in a coupe manual is fucking rad and they made them with a v6 Our teacher had one in high school mr dunlap shout out had a red v6 uh toyota camry coupe with a manual that's sick uh, those are perfect cool. condition red uh the correct answer here is Festiva. a mighty nine, 1900 lexus es 300, which is the exact same car as a Camry, yeah. uh, but it's better in every way, and uh, they're they are priced exactly there, and it's not super. It's not better looking, and it doesn't come in a manual. You can get that um, that Camry in a manual. No, no, but I'm talking beater that you don't want to have to deal with fixing, and uh, it can still actually yeah. pull up to like your in laws and not look like an asshole, and you know. So I'm going Lexus here, mm. the best two thousand dollar Lexus you can buy. Just search Lexus. Yes, that is the best. There you go. Whatever, Lexus. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I'm going Ford Festiva. (laughs) Your in-laws will love you. Oh, here he comes again. I can hear him coming down the road. (laughs) The tires, damn idiot! He's got the ATV tires on it. But he, (laughs) but he has those blister flares, dude. Parks on the lawn. At least he's not in his fucking. He's not in his flat track bike, whatever that thing is. That thing makes a lot of noise, by the way. You Does it? Yeah. I already got kicked out of the little dirt parking lot uh, down the street. Oh, okay. we got, the neighbor saw Kevin and I roll by, and he, he jumped in his car and drove down. He was super nice. Wow. 
Uh, what, what story did he have? Uh, like just a regular know, you know, human? He's just, a, he's just a, in the neighborhood saying it's private property, that sort of thing. Makes hmm. sense. Eddie TG's uh, asking Lane, uh, do you have any more modifications in mind for the 944? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna cut the roof off. Put a. I'm gonna put a vent, like a vape vent, in the roof. Good idea. What about speedster humps? Maybe that could be good. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything in mind right now. Nothing. Zero. No. It's perfect. I know. I just for mods. I don't. I don't. Lane, on a serious question. Um, you save up ten G's. Actually, it's probably gonna be more. You save up fifteen G's just to spend on the car. Would you do the one point eight T swap? The one point eight T. I even more. I'd like to do a five cylinder Audi swap. That would but, be a lot. That would be sick. Um, yeah, but but a one point eight T swap is definitely a, a would be a rad thing. Wow. It seems like a thing. Yeah, because I think that could be like a forever rally car. Like I that'd mean, be that's awesome, yeah. dude. It already. I mean, it kind of is. It's gonna yeah. stick around. You're never really gonna sell it. So it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a great. I would like, love next to do step. that, but yeah. so yeah, the one point eight T is like that'd be a great swap and easy to find parts and all that stuff. Um, but and the ideal would be the like a two point three or whatever five cylinder Audi. Um, yeah, would be dope. That'd be super that'd rad. Be cool. Just hard to deal with everything else on that swap, right? Finding parts for the five cylinder and yeah, well, there's people be- that have done it. No. No, because well, what if yeah, you go I modern? guess yeah, what if it's you go harder to find the parts. T, I mean, yeah. if you've got like a crazy budget, right? You can do like a TTRS motor, right? Sure, that's what like, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. TTRS, yeah. Oh That'd yeah, be yeah, wild. yeah. That would be cool. Uh, by the way, a uh, quick data point from our buddy Dusty Snowman's 1.8 T swapped Vanagon. He kept it in uh, fourth gear, never downshifted all the way over the grapevine, no problem oh, at all. No way. Oh, Which is gear. just unfathomable <laughs> in a regular van. What would you, yeah. what gear would you be in? I'd be in first on the frontage <laughs> road in the truck uh, on the, in the truck lane where like <laughs> those rigs that are pulling like 70 tons of shit. And you're, you're like, I would you be drafting. The, the I'd be drafting. Just be like, I just need a break, man. I just, no parking. I don't care. <laughs> and exactly. he's just watching his temp gauge the whole time <laughs> sweating. Yeah. I'd be yelling at people. What's the elevation here? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is there a headwind? What yeah. what temperature uh, is it? My my yeah. thermometer's broken. <laughs> exactly. A- ambient temperature. Ambient temperature, goddammit. Yep. Um yeah, so life is good. Wow. For the, the swapped van again. When did he drive it All down? Right. Uh it's probably been two weeks now. But uh it was like smooth sailing and totally total game changer. I got a, I got a number on the on the fucking cost because I asked him because he didn't want to. Um I think it's it's good for the the people out there to know. He didn't tell you the real number. He though. told me the real number. No, but but it's a range between. You can do oh, it between. Okay, here we go. I you, just heard range. That's weird. You can do range it between. Is. No, no, no. I know what his, but this oh, is yeah. what you could do depending on what state you live in. In order to make it carb legal, fully legit in California, it's going to cost you close to twenty five grand. But yeah. if you're in a different state, you can do it for closer to twenty. Some like and that, that does not include the transmission modification. So What's that? What's the transmission modification? He put a taller fourth gear in it. It's a four-speed? Yeah. Is yours a four-speed as well? They all are? Yeah, they're all four-speeds. Oh. But um, So that's that is extra. There's some other extra stuff as well. The kit alone is seven grand. doesn't include a motor. That's just the stuff to be able to fit it into the van. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that doesn't include, you know, the bar 
certification and all that. So you got to be a lawyer to do it, apparently. Right. Wow. That's a that's a little joke there. My name is Warren. I am Lane. And we are here to talk to you about Copart, a new sponsor of the Driving Wall Awesome podcast. We are excited to have them on board because these guys are perfect for anyone looking for salvage cars. They have a lot of used cars, like new, slightly damaged vehicles, and even stuff from rental companies like Enterprise, Hertz, Avis, and Rent-A-Car. We know Brian's always looking for a minivan. Copart may be the perfect place to find that minivan, and it's an auction. So you get good photos. Uh, you kind of know what you're getting, unlike some of these Craigslist ads and whatnot. Um, they even have some kind of hard-to-find cars, right, Lane? Yeah, they have uh, K-trucks, like the uh, trucks that Warren and I drove on the recent Round Cat Rally um, where we drove some Honda Acties, and they have a little uh, Warren searched Mitsubishi and found a little Mitsubishi K-truck dump truck, actually. We all know that auctions are kind of taking over here in the online world, and these guys have a mobile app. Um 100% online auctions. Uh, once you get signed up, it's pretty easy to search for your vehicles, jump right into auctions. You can even save your searches and get email alerts for a specific vehicle, which is super useful. Um, and people aren't picking these cars apart before they're sold. This is, you buy the entire car, it's what you see is what you get. So, yeah. you know, when you go to pick and pull or pick apart uh, junkyard stuff, you get there and you think you're going to have a car left and all that's, you know, remaining is maybe the frame and uh, some old, I don't know. What's what's in the bottom of seats these I, days? I, I don't know, but I recently went to a, a pick and pull to try and find parts, and and uh, I basically wasted three and a half hours of my time because <laughs> the car go. had literally nothing on it. So there had one go. tail light, and it was cracked. But uh, oh, with this, perfect. this is the perfect thing for someone also. Like if you're swap, if you're doing an LS swap or any kind of swap, you buy the whole car. You're buying the ECU. You're buying the transmission. You know, you're buying all these parts if you want to swap all these parts into a different car or if you just want to rebuild said car, you know, it might just, you know, some of these cars might have really minor damage or even no damage at all, really. But uh, right. Yeah. And a lot of our listeners are quite savvy with rebuilds and refurbishing cars. So what better place to look than uh, Copart? And you may find the perfect example of your car that needs a little love uh, for a lot less. So check out Copart.com. And uh, I would say bid with confidence. Joining Copart is easy and affordable. Usually memberships start at less than $5 a month, but we're giving our listeners an additional $20 off the basic membership. Go to copart.com slash DWA to get your special offer. That's copart.com slash DWA. Find your next vehicle for less at Copart. John... Yeah. John Rice says, should I sell my 92 Integra GSR as a non-running tattered mess or pay someone to get it running before sale and risk going down the rabbit hole of fixing the whole car and having to keep it? Hmm. Uh, sincerely, window seal-less in Seattle. Uh, in parentheses, you put New Jersey. So. Hmm. All right. Uh, I, heard, I, I heard the car was tattered, so I say sell it as is. If it was a nice car... That didn't run, I would definitely say fix it up. But. Yeah, I wonder right. what tattered is though, right? Is it yeah. is it like like um, like good body, good paint, but just like interior, like is like missing bits or like it has a lot of miles? Like does it 
Yeah, I wonder what tattered means here. I think Need it's uh, it's New Jersey, so it's probably rusty tattered. If it's rusty, get Ooh. it the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's like yeah. for sure. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, that that's the case. But if if it was, I'm gonna say I, I'm very familiar with these cars. I've owned one. I love them. They're really cool. This is this is um the 92 93 GSR. They only made it for two years, and it has a 1.7 liter, which is unique. And it's a dual overhead cam 1.7 liter. Um, 8,000 RPM red line, just like the B16 or a B18, but it's a 1.7 liter for some reason. Um, cool interior, like rad car. The worst thing about it is that it has the passive restraint fucking seats, yeah. uh, seat belts that slide on that. the thing, but the Canadian models thought, did not have that, which is what you want. I thought they had a, a weaker suspension setup than the later cars. Nah, they're rad, dude. It's basically the same as like a, it, like an EF, but just with a lengthened wheelbase. Uh, so like the earlier civics, um, but, um, they're just they just look different and they they made very few of them they never really caught on but um if it was a lower mileage car i'd say sub 150,000 miles and your paint is nice and you have no rust i would repair everything else and sell it cuz i think you would make money but hmm. otherwise you go down a rabbit hole of like no return for sure yeah um, yeah cuz what are those i mean what are those running really good conditions six grand seven grand no nah, well it depends i don't know like it, it, it i'd say probably you can get like closer to 10 these days if, if it's yeah. if it's a really clean car if it's a, a um, they made them in a few colors um there was the green one the astic green pearl is probably the most desirable um i had a white one which is also pretty desirable and then they made them in i think red um and maybe black i don't think we got black though i think the canadian market got black ones i can't remember that blue you made them blue right uh, I don't think they made the GSR in blue. Yeah. I scrolled through all of his pictures, not not a single one. Yeah. All right. Well, John, you need to post pictures of your car first, um, and then we'll we can discuss. Yeah, and I, I think, I feel pretty strongly about this that it's just like I can tell already by his impression of the car that, uh, it's just not worth it. Just whatever the money is, just get rid of it. Cut the cut your loss and just don't think about it again. And I don't I don't think you'll ever look back. Yeah, even if you I could make like what a thousand bucks or the headaches. Yeah, it's just like the, the doing car projects is hard enough when you love the thing. Uh, uh, doing that combined with just wanting to get rid of it is and I've I'm in situations like this. Uh, it yeah. just kind of sucks. Uh, Snowball so, right, and then and there's so many unknowns. Yeah, yeah I agree. Right. But you have and a, then what, a known you, with just trying to sell it as is. Yeah. Say you have your list of the things that you need to do to get it to a sellable condition. You get halfway through and then you get surprised. Then you're even more invested and have to cut your losses that you're not making. Yeah, back. it still doesn't like, run. It's worth right. the same amount exactly. as you started. Yeah. yeah. Benjamin Scott Cook has a very good question. Which has more an effect on developing driving skills, challenging cars or challenging roads? Challenging cars. Hmm. Case I don't in think point. either of those matter. It's a just... sliding scale. Like, of course, um, obviously challenging roads like challenge you in different ways. But case in point, Mustangs leaving cars and coffee. Like, Explain. Um, people, people, it's difficult to handle, handle a car that's rear wheel drive with a lot of power. Like, so like that's a challenging car. Like, you know, to, if you get into that, you develop a skill set that you can then apply to any other car, like for car control. Um, like, and that doesn't matter. It could be a 90 degree turn in a large intersection, right? Like, um, that's one example of, of just managing power and rear wheel drive. Um, but roads have something to do with it. Like if you grow up in an area with just like a grid, say, and there's, 
you know, no, no turn, you know, no twisty roads. If you all of a sudden are on a twisty road, you're not going to really know how to totally how to go yeah. through it. Right. I agree. How that's why it's, it's, it's like a, li- a sliding scale, right? It's not like yeah. one or the other, like, but I feel like a, a challenging vehicle, like, um, I don't know. There's just more to that, like that you can then apply anywhere, right? Like yeah, if you I go mean, through a turn, you're not going to apply the throttle well, too early, like right? Challenging <laughs> how? Like when yeah, you I have a hard time. Think cars, the challenging like vehicle how? is a hard one. What oh, is okay. a challenging car? Oh, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. So to drive fast, right, or to drive and to keep under control, right? Like if I'm thinking, if you a sports car, and that's what I'm thinking, right? It's it's high power rear wheel drive. Like that. That's what I have. What I'm thinking as a challenging thing or mid engine performance car, right? Like it takes. Um, it's a, a lot easier than driving a front wheel drive car with, you know. Uh, med- mediocre power. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Am I thinking no. of this the wrong way? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think, yeah, that could you be think an it's answer. easier I'm thinking to drive of a, the, uh, the mid high power mid. I, I, I feel like what you said is the opposite, but Warren has something. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the driving instruction model, which is taking a low powered car that's easy to handle and taking you on a challenging road, a racetrack and trying to build your skill that way. So, Placing that car on the challenging road, whether it's a you know a Miata or a Civic, is you're having a greater effect on driving skill that way than throwing someone in a insane car that's hard to handle on a f- straight road. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. They're, I think they're two different skill sets, right? Like yep. being yeah. able to being able to do a um, a do a, you know, a to get sideways from a stoplight in a powerful car and control it is a totally different skill set than like driving fast on a windy road in a uh, Miata, let's say. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's a really hard. That's a hard. I think it's just I th- a. This is one. Where I think it's you have to. I think it's you have to be well rounded, right? Like so. I think it's a yeah. combination of everything. And to I'm going me, with to, roads. To me, the only the only way to develop driving skill is to spend time at the limit. The more. Yes. You spend time at the limit, the more driving skill you develop. And so it's, you know, challenging car or challenging road. I don't, I don't feel like are like actually speaking to that. But I think if, but if don't I had you to think pick you can, one, challenging road is going to teach you more. You're hustling your, your, your mom's minivan up Glen Canyon. That's the both. Car is That's not, a challenging car. car and a challenging road. <laughs> okay, okay. But the car is not challenging to drive in normal situations, but the road is... But it's is challenging at high speed, at a speed. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. And because the road is challenging. Yes. Or or, yeah. dra- or or a high-powered drag car too, right? Like that's a challenging skill to be able to launch. Them. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's not... I have a hard time thinking that's that not he's driving thinking skill. about uh, that, that Benjamin is thinking about high-powered drag cars in this case, but... I agree. Like, well, I'm for going... example, so uh, a Porsche 911, and the, the earlier, yes. the more uh, relevant, uh, is known to be a challenging car to drive fast. And so, yes. um, you know, what is that? Like, it's almost like whatever one of these things is going to put you at the limit more, and maybe it's, I don't know, this... But if you drive that car just are, around town, if you drive that car no just around roads, our town with no no it, roads, yeah. then you're you're not you're not learning much at yeah. all, right? But is it the, the question is which is more challenging? Is that what it was? No, or which, what what it no. has a more of an effect on developing driver skill? Oh, it's developing roads. driver That's skill. What, I think roads, dude. It's got to be the roads. 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 I agree with you guys. Ro- roads. Yeah, skill is is definitely that. 
Kurt K. Photo says, if Santa Cruz was snowy and icy with salted roads for three or four months a year, oh, God, I shudder, <laughs> would you own the same cars and set them up appropriately, or would you, or would your fleet change? I wouldn't own any cars. I would just die. <laughs> yeah. You just wouldn't, is what you're saying. I would move. I, I would move. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do salted roads. It's the saddest thing. I'm so sorry for our listeners that have salted roads. It's, it's like, pretty gnarly. It does suck. That whole, just, like, the mandatory put your car away or ruin the it? winterizing your car and then still yeah. having trouble with it? I, I just... Spraying undercoat every year oh, and then hoping a, it just doesn't... That's an interesting thing. So is it is it really not even a question of whether you'd take your car in the snow? It's like, you wouldn't take your would car you, in the snow, salted roads, you have to put it away. Yeah, would yeah. you keep everything and, the same, but you just put And then you have to have away. a winter beater, ideally, which right. I guess, what would that winter beater be? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, ah, and then you change yeah. winter beaters every two to three years because they get they rust out. That's when you lease a WRX, right? Is that what you do? And then you just so, yeah. <laughs> you just take it back. Yeah, Golf R or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the fleet, the cars away. would definitely be different, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, totally. Blow it all up, start over, but really just just move. Yeah. Now, how come? I wonder what stops certain states from salting roads and why. Some do it and some don't. Right, because some do sand, right? Some do so, sand. Some like do I don't think here. Oregon salts. I don't think Oregon or Washington, right? No. I've I, I, never is it an environmental thing? Could be. Yeah. Is it a salt uh, expense I thing? I always pictured it was just like a preference. Like some people prefer to do that. Do less salt uh, and more. Rather than. Just kinda... Tahoe doesn't salt, right? No. No. I don't think anywhere in California does. Tahoe's uh, sodium-free, though. That's why. Oh, yeah, sodium-free zone. Salt and sea, of course. We all know that. That's salted. Yeah. Um, Bonneville, salt. Yeah, I don't know what the, why the deciding factor is. It's a, is the yeah. salt um, conglomerates, the uh, lobbyists of the salt industry are trying to... Trying to push their well, agenda. Well, does the They're salt like, hey, have you tried kill? salt on your roads? And then they put <laughs> oh, you love it. Says, have you tried? You know, I'll ask again. Have you does tried the salt, salt have a negative effect on other things like the runoff from the salt? It has um, to. Like, does it mm, kill it all the to. grass? And is it bad for for some animals or something? Or you know, I'm I know sure, you're emotional about it, but yes, it's got to. This is a that's such a California thing to ask. Lane, I think it is does, a very bad thing for animals. animals or something? Don't you put like <laughs> salt? Like, some, some bleeding yeah, well, heart around here somewhere. Someone's in hugging put, trees um, is going to be pissed. I know it. Spotted owls do not like salt <laughs> on their shit. Dude, a lot of a animals pepper. like salt lakes, right? You put a salt lake out in your yard and it'll Love come. It. So maybe it draws them to the roads and then you have deer in the road. And, you know, well, I don't know. There's mad deer mad in other deer salted lick, areas. Licking up the roads. <laughs> I think the biggest reason, I mean, dude, like... Why would you want to rust cars out? <laughs> I crazy. know. I mean, just as the government, you're running all these vehicles, you know, snow plows and such, so and maybe, you're just yeah. Maybe it's the uh, it's tattering. the car companies. It's their yeah. lobbyists. They're like, they get oh, the, hey, have you tried salt? Uh, and then you know they cycle through all these cars so quickly. Right. Mm. It could just be a case of places that get a shit ton of snow, or like we have to do something. And yeah, but Oregon, yeah. there's places up there that get crazy amounts of snow. It might right. be important Washington. to note that nobody actually asked us uh, what our opinion was on why <laughs> why they salt them. <laughs> well, I don't know. I want to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. Someone call in. I call it's in a if you know. Very quick Google search. Probably. I would never yeah. do that. Yeah. Apparently, Google's broken today. So I, I don't know. I was sending emails all day. I so. know. 
I know, me too. All right, uh, we got time for one more? I think so. Um, Jeff Wise says, BMW E9, Alfa Romeo Montreal, or Hako Suka. That'd be a Skyline uh, Ah. first gen, right? Yes, very good. Very nice. So he doesn't say for ownership. Does Hako Suka describe several different body styles it's just like no a, just a, the a first one. or it's a specific just a single it's a two-door body style it's the yeah it, it's the it, one it, car yeah. hako is means box so it's like the boxy one boxy one um he doesn't say for ownership or what we like to look at or or what but or such uh, as um so wait what's a kin kin mary one or whatever that's the uh, generation after that oh okay okay yeah yeah that's the one that has the little slant back right or fast back yes, kind of thing yes, yes. i'm all Cam in tail the with the little spoiler that's a cool one too those are super rare they made way less of those Dotson? yeah all right yeah um, i'm we'll going hako all the way here folks um, going i don't hako. think that's a Dotson, brian it's a nissan but yeah oh really Dotson's an american company it's, a, it's only yeah, american got yes. it that's a more because they're like, oh, that's an American. You know, that sounds very American. That's <laughs> a dot son. <laughs> right. Um, uh, gosh. Yeah. I'm going e, old, I'm old going to E9 Nissan. just because I've I've always thought they were um great. One of the best looking cars. They're definitely Better really built cool. than the Nissan, I would say. Yeah, I just uh the it's one thing E9s E9s are uh, rust buckets, and the windows never fit fit right. The doors, <laughs> the way they close, but I I just love the the styling has always uh yeah been yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Montreal. I do like them, but I feel like they're more a little heavier, bigger. Yeah, super cool, small. dude. And they're they have a small. high they're revving, so cool. like yeah. small displacement V8. Yeah. They're definitely interesting, and they, they're way smaller than you'd think. Like, just we were talking about photograph, yeah. how certain cars photograph. Yeah. It looks like it would be bigger, but they're they're pretty small. Yeah. I bet they're, I I want to say they're probably lighter than the BMW. Oh, really? I'd say so, wow. too, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, and then, you, but of those three, the the Nissan is definitely, like, way more rowdy. It's, like, in a different category, right? Like, well, it's a sportier one. And, yeah. Yeah. and sporty. The other two are yeah. cruisers. They're right. GTs, yeah. The, the other engine, two are GTs. The engine in that car is, I think, one of the most, if not the most beautiful engine ever made. It's the, it's called the it's the Nissan S20. It's just like so perfectly symmetrical. It's really beautiful. It's a two liter and two liter dual overhead cam, and they have triple Makunis on the side, and they they make like. I mean, it was pretty solid, like 100, I, I want to say like 160, 165 horsepower in period at 7,000 RPM out of a two liter NA, cool. like was pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah. So two liter six is pretty tiny. So yeah. good, for, good for revving and all that. And for sound. It's like, uh-huh. it's, yeah. I like it. What's a 1,100 kilograms is what the. So BMW is. weighs 30, close to 3,100 pounds. The Montreal weighs twenty eight hundred, and the the Nissan weighs twenty four twenty five. Twenty four twenty five. Yeah, I mean, Which I think that might actually be isn't that light. Yeah, I was for expecting that, for that era. I was expecting yeah. closer to two k. I can't get past it. BMW E nine for sure. It's not even close. Really, especially in competition. Not even competition close. spec. No CSL and all those, right? Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, so those sick, are so, so badass. They're cool yeah. for sure. That's it. Art, did you pick one? Nah. <laughs> he picked the Nissan engine. Yeah, he's only <laughs> the engine. The most, 
It's jewel-like in its construction. <laughs> and Dude, it's symmetrical. Everyone, that. Google this fucking thing. It, the, the stock headers are so badass. Like they're, it's such a cool-looking motor. The funny thing is, I know we've had this conversation. He sent pictures before. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> See, <laughs> true. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> I was getting all worked up over the motor. If we can get through this conversation without him mentioning OS Geekin, I'd be very surprised. Ooh, you brought <laughs> it up. I have the poster in my garage. I have the OS Geekin poster in my garage. God I damn it, it, Brian. I um, it. You but son of a bitch. That all being right. said, um, I'd go with the Montreal. No, I'm just kidding. No, Hako <laughs> all the way. I said Hako, dude. I said Hako right at the beginning. Okay. Hot go to the beginning. Okay. All right. Well, well that's a podcast. <laughs> that's a podcast. Later. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Later. Patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Do you enjoy the DWA podcast? Give us a little love and support us on Patreon and get some awesome bonuses like a weekly exclusive Patreon podcast, exclusive stickers, koozies, and discounts on everything in our store, early access to rallies and other DWA events, and much, much more. Um, yeah. It really helps us out if you become a patron of the podcast and we hook you up with some really cool stuff. So join us now at patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. Thanks.